I know that in Ramadan, many of us were doing so many prayers and, you know, spending all this time and we're in Salah and we just want to feel something. But unfortunately, our mind is wandering. Does that happen to you? mind is wandering and you're trying to pull it back but by the time you're done with your turaka or foraka you probably have thought of either one thing that you obsessed over the whole time or multiple small random things that have nothing to do with your prayer if that is something you're struggling with in ramadan we have you covered today we're going to go over about eight or nine tips you could pick one two all of them whatever you like to help you get more khushua in salah let's do it Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. How are you all? Ramadan Mubarak. I feel like over and over just so excited to be in the month of Ramadan. I think we all need it so, so much. If you don't know me already, my name is Mindful Musama. I'm a licensed educator of 20 years, a mom of five, and kind of like a big sister to the community, talking about issues that women are facing all the time. And for those of you who are new here, I just want to let you kind of know what our mission is here at Mindful Muslimah. And our goal is to help modern Muslimahs live mindfully while maintaining their Islamic identity and thriving together as women. So we're not just looking to give out a podcast just to help you individually. We want to help you and then help you again get connected to other women just like you that want to be better, that want to feel better, that want to live better. And so inshallah, business out, we're hoping that every time you come to this podcast, you just get a little bit of a boost, whether 20 minutes in your day to feel like, yes, I can do this. And I have someone supporting me. I have an entire community. That's why I invited you guys the whole month, um, like maybe last couple of weeks into Thrive, into our Ramadan program. And I just want to give a big thank you um, to all the women in there that are sincerely just really connecting. And um, I announced on my Instagram Today, I showed some of the families. For those of you who don't know, the women who enrolled in the Ramadan Recharge Program, we have the proceeds going towards Sudan. And in Sudan, there are many families getting fed. And it just so happens that the group that I partnered with is my in-laws. So, you know, the irony is when you as a mom, and this is something I think a lot for every day, and I, and I talk to women who I, I know I'm always helping women try to get married and pick the right guy and all that stuff with all of our programs and um, our conversations and stuff. But I want you to know when you as a mom, and this is like, this is like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's evidence to me that his way works. I mean, even though I, we know Allah's way works, sometimes, you know, it's just so much more when you see it in action. Um, when you choose to marry by the Quran and Sunnah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he gives you this beautiful barakah, right? So I, I raised my child Islamically. Then my child um, chose a spouse that was someone who served Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the community and their whole family. So alhamdulillah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring uh, barakah to their work and their program. They're in Sudan. They created a nonprofit charity, my daughter's um, husband and uh, her, his brother and maybe the other, a couple of brothers. Um, and I think it's called Islam Worldwide. And so if you go to my Instagram, I give you information if you want to donate to the families there in Sudan. And alhamdulillah, um, the women who are in the Ramadan Recharge Program already have donated and their proceeds are going there. So I just want to say thank you to those women. And I want to say, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward you tenfold for all the families that you touch all Ramadan while you're just um, benefiting yourself, right? We're all benefiting each other in the community, but we've also donated 
it to Sudan. So I just wanted to say Jazakumullahu khairan and let everyone know that um, that is an option. If you go to my Instagram, you'll see it. I'll be posting it all Ramadan, inshallah, like how to donate. All right, let's go right into Khushua. Um, it's really important that when we're connecting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we do it with our full focus. And I know that's hard. So I don't want you to beat yourself up about it, okay? What I want you to do is say, listen, I can't help that my mind wanders, but I can help at bringing it back. And that's what I want people to understand. Like, I don't want you to take any of the tips today and use them and go, oh, it didn't work. I tried it like two salah today. That's not how it works. When you have spent your time in a habitual way, and if you don't think about habits, the last podcast we just put up was all about habits. When you habitually, meaning over and over and over, do something one way, you have to reverse it and it takes time. It takes you repeating the same thing over and over. So what I want you to focus on this whole Ramadan is whatever I suggest to you, you're going to try to do that over and over to create a new habit of focus if your old habit was not to focus. Make sense? All right, let's do this. All right, so the first thing I suggest to women is what we always should do, renew our intention. So before we come to the the prayer mat, right, like you're walking up to the prayer mat, you just made wudu, you put on your prayer outfit or whatever, and you're standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, renew, renew your intention while you're there. I'm here, you Allah, to connect with you because you told us to pray and I love to obey you. Whatever it is that you want to say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, renew your intention. And in one act of worship, you can have multiple intentions. Every time women come on to any of our classes that we teach, our programs, you know, we just renew your intention, renew your intention. Whenever, if you guys talk to me on those free 15-minute calls that I have, I know they're booked until June. Guys, I really apologize again. I have multiple women asking me. I know you all have urgent issues, but you also have to know I serve the entire globe. <laughs> so I'm trying my best. And what we did inside of Thrive is because there's not enough of me, I'm also been training um, mentors. So actually we started our mentorship program yesterday. And my intention uh, once we grow is to make that really big where we can take more and more and more women. So I'm training women as fast as I can to support you even more. But um, yeah, if you do want to speak to me, you can just might be a little bit of a wait. Um, but you know, I tell women on the call, renew your intention. Before we even start the call, just renew it because we want Allah's barakah and blessing. So that's the first step. Crucial. Don't skip it. Number two, make sure that your wulu is slow. You know what I'm saying? Those people who like do like super speed wulu, that is the start of a bad salah right there. So, so slow down on your wulu. Make your intention before wulu. Make wulu. Make your intention. Like we have to slow it down. We just kind of like, oh, trudge here. You know, shut the computer off, shut my phone off, throw it to the side, you know, grab our stuff, go to the prayer mat. And we're like, oh, why don't I feel anything? Come on, guys. We got to put some care in mindfulness. That's where we're all about mindfulness, right? So slow down and and feel yourself making a little slow down. You know, think of the words like I'm doing this to talk to Allah, purify myself, come in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in my best state. And I am making dhikr as I'm like making wudu, like whatever it is, like you have to slow down. I have to slow down. And stop making like super speed wudu or just basic. And by the way, make sure you clean your feet. I know that sounds weird for me to say in a podcast, but um, the Prophet, peace be upon him, he said, one of the reasons people go to a nar is because they rush the wudu and they don't properly clean their feet. Because if you think about it, sometimes like if you don't scrub your feet really well, um, you you like always find there's something on your feet. And I'm just being honest about that. Like that's just like, because we walk around, we're in our house, you know, whatever it is, even though our houses are clean, I'm sure, you know, you still can get little things on your feet. And so the reason you would go to a nar is not because you had dirty feet, obviously. It was because your prayers would be invalid because your wudu would be invalid. 
right? We don't think about that, right? So make sure your wudu is done properly is the second one. And slow down and like really take it all in. Um, and if you're like, I don't have time for that. I have finals. I have work. I have that. Then, then you need to make time. Like that's it. Stop. I have to make time. Like if it means like waking up early, like right now, even when I'm recording this, I'm recording this after Fajr. I'm doing this because I'm waking up early. I know my kids are going to come in. I know it's going to get loud. Sometimes you guys hear me. Sometimes my kids are in the back of my podcast. I can't edit all that out. When you have multiple children and you're in COVID and you're like, this is just real life. You know what I mean? I do my best, but for the most part, I, I do most of them um, very, very early in the morning. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Like I have a Quran exam today. I actually had to break study just to come and do this. But see, that's the thing. You have to find a way. So I had to wake up even earlier. And that's what you do, right? So if you want to say, I don't have time to take my time for Salah, um, then, then what are we doing if we don't have time for the maker of time? If we don't have time for the one who gave us the job that we're so busy with that we can't stop? If we don't have time for the creator that gave us the opportunity to go to university, but we don't have time for him. Ooh, come on guys. Think about what that's saying. I think if we thought more about how the actions are speaking volumes, we would think twice about like how normal that is for us to be like, Oh, I'm busy. It's not, it's not really acceptable. So let's just, let's just make the five minutes that it takes for Salah. Okay. Um, number three, have a regular, like beautiful, quiet place. So you might've seen me in my, and I'm going to show more, like I'm just, it's been a lot going on guys in my house, like a lot going on. I have been doing a ton of yard work and then I had to stop the yard work because I have exams like many of you guys. So I continue, by the way, like I'm not like a teenager. I'm not like I have exams like you guys maybe. Um, but, um, I, I continuously go back to school. So I'm taking, um, another degree right now and it's something related to Islamic studies. So I have, I have a teacher, I have a Quran teacher, I have to meet with him, I have other professors. So, um, you know, what I want you to say is like, you have to make a space that's quiet away. And so like what I do is I have a space outside now where I go sometimes to pray, or I even have like a different part of the room that's away from my desk, away from my computer, away, like just have to create a little oasis. I suggest you do that. It doesn't have to be amazing and beautiful. You don't have to like DIY stuff, just make it special. What I wish would people would get this Ramadan. And I feel like, I feel like we're not getting it enough. I don't know how else to say it. We're overcomplicating connecting with Allah. We just need to just do it. It, it people say, oh, you mean just do it? Like, okay, you don't need to have special prayer mat and a special uh, du'a book. And you know, you don't have to speak Arabic. And like, this is all nonsense. You can have those things if you really want. Okay. But they are not what it takes. You could be the poorest person on earth sitting in the dirt in the middle of wherever and connect with Allah. We're, we're getting too like, you know what I mean? Instagram-ish about it. Like it doesn't work like that. Just talk to him. He wants to talk to you. He wants you to say, Ya Allah, I'm so sad today. Help me. I can't stop feeling this way. Just talk to him. That's all he needs from you. So you might want to make a little place away from your work area or away from your whatever, away from your kids. And I saw this funny um, post from one of those, um, I can't remember who, one of the Instagrammers who sells things on Instagram, you know, for different things for kids, for Islamic, whatever. And it was so funny because she did a little 
I guess it was a reel on how she kept trying to pray and her kids kept poking her. And I was just having a conversation with my daughter yesterday, how I have the same problem. Like my kids are like, mom, mom, mom. <laughs> and you're like, even at night we put them to bed. So my husband and I, we can pray thoughtfully and peace and quiet. You know how it is. It's like, oh, I just want to say one more thing. I do that. So like if they're awake during the day, guys, and your kids are being like all over you and not letting you pray, they're most likely bored. Get them something to do, not the TV, hopefully, you know, but you know what I mean? Give them something to do, like a project. Like today we're going to be taking halal marshmallows, which I only take out in Ramadan, and I put them with spaghetti sticks, and I'm going to have them engineering towers. Do you think they will like that? Oh, yes. Now, some of my kids are fasting, so that's also going to be um, a, an exercise in not wanting to eat the halal marshmallows as they're building the tower, which I'm sure that will not be easy, but alhamdulillah, you know, you could... I know my my son, he's very strong, so he'll be okay with it. And I'll tell him as soon as he breaks fast, he could look forward to eating, you know, some of those that he used. But the point is, um, if you're struggling with that problem too as a mom, um, you might want to think about giving them an activity box or something that, you know, like like what's really great is sensory bins. Oh my gosh. I have some, some of my children, they will, you know, because every child is different. You know, I'm an educator. That's what I do for a living. So I know how kids work, right? And one thing is sometimes like you'll have one kid who's like, you're like you can give them something to do within five, 10 minutes, they're like, I'm done. Right. But sensory bins are not like that. Things where they can squish and touch and play like kids will sit in it. And I have children who will not do something more than five, 10 minutes, but if I give them a sensory bin, they're all on it. They are there for like 30 minutes to an hour. And I'm like, who are you child? Who I know you. So if I didn't want to forget the moms in this one, I know some of you are like, I don't have kids irrelevant. No, this is for everyone, right? Our podcast. So there's some moms who are like, would love to have that sis, but I have kids like jumping in my back, you know, and just be patient with that too, guys. So this is how I said when he was praying in the member in front of everyone in the congregation, excuse me, next to the member, he would have sometimes children jumping on his back. And when he was in sujood, I think it was Hassan Hussein, like he was in sujood, he would just wait and then come up. Like he didn't turn around like, what are you doing? Don't you know it's a lot? Like, I know that might be our reaction, but that is not what the prophet, peace be upon him, did. So have a little patience with that. It's totally normal with kids. And inshallah, isn't that, you'll be okay. Number four, before each salah, take one minute to literally pray for concentration. Just pray for it. Ask Allah, look, I'm going to try to pray right now and it's not going to work out. Like, this is how I talk to Allah. I talk to him very, very humbly, but very, very frank. I said, you know me, I want to talk to you, but right now I'm really struggling. And I would like to ask you please to help me in the salah to concentrate. You mean a lot to me. Like talk sincerely, guys. It's important. Um, and I think number five is if you find yourself getting distracted in your head, what I want you to say is, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to focus. Allah deserves my focus. Like, I want you in your head to say it. I'm not saying to say it in Salah and to um, invalidate Salah. I'm saying to catch your mind. So, like, in my head, I might be like, as soon as I'm like, oh, the chicken, did I defrost it? We need it for iftar. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to focus on Allah. He deserves my attention. And then you go back. You know, like, we have to do that, right? Um, another tip is understanding salah is a problem for a lot of women, not just not just reverts, but women in general who are not as familiar with Arabic, not as familiar with the Quran. So, um, you know, if you want to before, if you have time, if you're able, it's good to lo like read the surah and the translation if you don't know it in Arabic, okay? Um, not the transliteration, the translation. So you know what you're saying. And then you go stand in Salah and you say it in the small surahs. If you could do the bigger surahs, good, right? But I'm just talking practically, 
right? And also when it's permissible, what's really helpful is reciting out loud because you kind of have to focus on your words a bit more than saying it in your head. When it's in your head, you're like, blah, 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 blah. And then you bend over and you blah, 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 stand up and then you blah, blah, blah. Like making it very, very disconnected. Um, and then at the end of the day, also, um, if you can lead prayers in your house, like for the children, like as a woman, you're not going to lead for men, obviously. But, and, and please don't, don't get into why is that okay? But you know, it's, can I tell you something really, this is a personal story. My daughter had a horrible situation in school. Um, because I taught my daughter why things are. You know, Allah Kareem, Allah knows why. Allah knows why. He knows his creation better than any, any anything else, right? And so subhanAllah, she was in class. And at one point, just for one year, because we had moved and there was a situation, there was no Islamic school and I was working so I couldn't homeschool. Um, I had to put her in a public school. And my daughter was in the public school and she was there. And the teacher was talking about Islam in like a, in a history class. And she's like, and you know, in, uh, in Islam, women are so oppressed that they have to pray behind their men. They're not even equal in them when talking to God. And my daughter was like, wow, she clearly doesn't know what she's talking about. But my daughter was respectful, but she raised her hand and she said, excuse me, teacher, I just, I'm Muslim. I just wanted to clarify a moment if I could, you know, she's in high school. And she's like, that's not why. And then she proceeded to tell the teacher like about how women imagine. Okay. And let's be realistic guys. I want you to be a woman right now. Like we know women and think about men. Like we know men. If you have a woman leading the Salah and in the Salah, she's bending over with her, you know, back out to the guys, if you know what I'm saying without getting specific and the guys are bending behind her. Is that so good? Now, the funny thing is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually gave more credit to the women. He said the women have more self-control than the men. So he said they could stand behind the men without losing focus, where the men would completely lose focus on Allah, and just focus on the women bending over, and that would totally distract them. So do you see that? While we, our first inclination is women are subservient and they're standing behind, you know, like, no, no, no. Allah's like, no, actually the men have less self-control. So let's put, it's like, almost like, let's put them in the front. Let them, you don't have to look at the women. Women, we know you got this. Just go in the back behind them. And, you know, we know you'll stay focused. It's actually a compliment. But see, that's how it is. If we don't understand our deen, we look at everything as like, quote unquote, a feminist issue. And it's not. There's so much wisdom behind it. He's actually giving us credit that we're a bit stronger. And so my, my daughter, like the way this story goes is my daughter explained that to the teacher and the teacher was so angry that she had corrected her in the public. And then she made my daughter cry, to be honest. And then I had to go to the principal and talk to the principal how unacceptable that was. And then he invited me to come and do an Islam 101 for the teachers. And I was like, all right, subhanAllah, like, I don't know this is, it's hard. It's hard when we have to explain our deen to other people, but it's also a beautiful opportunity, right? So the last thing I want to say is um, a, a suggestion that I think we all should know, but pray your prayer as if it's your last. You know, that prophet peace be upon him, he used to encourage us to pray like that. Pray as if you don't know if you're going to pass away after. How many times on a social media platform have you seen somebody praying and then they, they go into sujood and they never come up? And I know we think that that's 
only going to happen to the Qaris or that's only going to happen to somebody good, not me. Guys, we don't know actually what's going to happen. That's why every action we do is really important because we don't know what's going to be counted, not count, what's the last action that we do and all that. So let's just do a really quick recap just to make sure you guys got some of the suggestions, okay? Number one, renew your intention. It's really, really important. Number two, purify your, yourself properly. Slow down when you make that will do Make, you know, think about what you're doing. Say the words, slow yourself down. And by the way, if you could take even just one of these away from the podcast, I'll be happy. But I want you to know whatever you're doing, you have to do it over and over. I want you to put in your mind for 30 days, I'm going to do this. If your focus was to have better Salah this year, this might be a really good one for you. Okay. Number three, have a regular quiet place. It does not have to be DIY perfect. It just has to be a place that's quiet that you can focus. That can be a place where you know I'm going to regularly go to connect with Allah. Number four, before each salah, literally pray for concentration. Just literally ask Allah, very frankly, please help me. You know, quietly, you can do it in your mind. You can make the offer it. It's just really, really, Allah will always help uh, the, one, the one who's sincere. And if you find yourself getting distracted, I told you at any point in your mind, you could just say in your head, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to focus on Allah. He deserves my attention. And then just understand the things that you're saying. If you want to read them before um, and then choose certain surah to keep doing over and over this week because you're focusing on their meaning, go ahead, do that. But understanding what you're saying is also really helpful because it means more. Your heart will wait, will, you know, shake more. Number seven, understanding salah. Like, you know, in general, just, oh, excuse me, the next one is reciting out loud where it's permissible. Um, if you can, it helps you to focus. If we just say it all in our head and we mumble along, blah, 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 you know, this is something that sometimes makes us a bit robotic or disconnected. So if you can say it out loud, it's good. If you can lead others in prayer, obviously not men like we spoke of, but others in prayer, that's good too. Like the kids, you know, sometimes I let my son lead me, you know, just to like look for the sin of prayers and stuff, just to like make him feel important. And he gets very excited and he recites out loud and he tries to beautify his voice, you know, uh, in the way that the surah says. And uh, it's it's the cutest thing, you know, alhamdulillah. And for him, it helps him focus. And that's why I do it for his khushua sometimes. And um, lastly, pray like it's your last prayer. We don't know when will be our last. Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed us to see Ramadan. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to benefit and have concentration in his salah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to connect with him and help our hearts to open. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala soften our hearts and allow us to connect with him in ways that we haven't before. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all of your salah and all of your da'a and all of your fasting until I see you guys in the next time on Monday, have an amazing weekend of ibadah and just family connection. And I'll see you in the next one. Assalamu alaikum.